is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Barrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Welcome back. Um, Marcus, I, you know, I feel like you and I might be um, overwhelming the audience with, with, with some of this information about the city council. But but I, the reason we, we keep bringing it up is because it's so damn important. It's super important. Look, you have – I'm pretty convinced. You have Jack Spillane's article today saying, will, will this be the last year that the city council is considered – a real governing body. Yeah. Um, that's no small charge. Okay. We've had moments of dysfunction. We have people who don't always work out or, or have great attendance, things like that. I'm, I'm thinking back to um, who's a city council member who just left? Hmm? Who's a city council member who was at large? Deb Coelho. Deb Coelho. <clears throat> Deb Coelho took about a year off. Right. That was, um, but the body still functioned, yeah. you know. I think she had some personal problems or family problems, but I don't think she was even in the country. The point being is she was still collecting a check, though, not doing any work. And that was a problem, but but the, the body still functioned. It wasn't a complete breakdown, right? I mean, it moves on. You had Hugh Dunn resign before the end of his term. You had other things happen, right? But the body still continues. Yeah. What we're seeing now... What we're seeing total breakdown. What we're seeing now since Council President Moore became Council President has been a... And I think uh, that's an important thing to point I out. I think it's an important thing to point out because one of the things she did that was, I think, considered... It was such an embarrassing spectacle for some councilors that they actually chose to come on this show the next day to clarify, to, to inoculate themselves from it, to separate themselves Explain from it. Explain it. So what Please. happened... So um, a, couple, a few weeks ago, um, Council President Moore decided to waive the time... Uh, the a time limit to speak. She did so and then spoke herself for 27 minutes, complaining about John Mitchell, uh, the mayor, complaining about the media, us and, and other people. By the way, we, we know what you meant, Linda. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's us. Yeah, of course. Complaining about us. Please keep doing it. I appreciate and, it. And uh, complaining about us, complaining about everything, right? And then uh, a few other people did that. We had a city councilor call one of our reporters, little man, right? Uh, really denigrating stuff. Right. So it was an embarrassing spectacle. And so uh, after two city councilors, Shane Berger and Ryan Prairie, uh, actually Ryan reached out to me and said, hey, listen, I'd love to come on and talk about last right. night. And and really came here to make a point that they wanted to separate themselves from a lot of that other madness that right. was going on in that meeting. We appreciated it. It was, it was good radio. And it was good for them. And it was good. For, I thought it was great for them. And so... Um, and so, uh, and they were able to explain, like, you know, they had issues with Mayor Mitchell. They were able to come here and talk about it a little bit more soberly. And so, um, uh, and so, I mean, sober in the figurative sense. Correct. <laughs> so just to clarify. Good to clarify. Yeah, it's good to clarify. I mean, sober in the figurative sense. Um, so. We're not yet charging anyone with drugs. So, yeah, right. So you have the, not yet. Not yet. So you have this. You have that that whole fiasco that happened. You have now these ballot questions that fall from the sky. But right? you had the pay raise stuff. Then you had 
the Morad pay raises, which were the $50,000 pay raises that she proposed, right? The $50,000 pay raises she proposed for her Unbelievable. There was it was so unbelievable that the city council uh, the the council chambers were packed with people that stood that were pouring over the balconies from from what I heard. And Marcus, I, I would like to build off that to say, you folks out there who think that maybe this rent stabilization question will give you some relief, I would just simply point to the fact that. Linda Morad is not above giving financial largesse to her friends. So if you think that giving her control of your rent is somehow going to break your way, think again. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. You know, you're speaking about the uh, mayor. Mitchell get, catches a lot of flack. But yeah. remember, it was 2019 that the city charter was changed for a four-year mayorship. Right. Now, at that point in time, Mr. Mitchell had already won four consecutive two-year terms. Correct. And he won a fifth one. And that's why, uh, here we go, 23, he's up again to be uh, elected. Now, my point is what happened with the council. I really believed it in uh, 2021. They found out there was a different tiger because uh, the mayor was out of the loop, but they still had to keep running. They still do every two years. Excellent point. But for the, excuse me? Excellent point. Yes, that gives the mayor some power, levity, gravity, and things get done. They didn't like it. They didn't like it because of the fact that they're scrambling for votes and the mayor's sitting back because that's the way it should be. Now they want to change the charter again. And why would you want to change the charter for someone who's been in office 12 years? I mean, Mr. Mitchell was eight years in when they changed the charter, and he won. So, okay, that election cycle in 20. 21 opened their eyes to the fact that this mayor, uh, it's his way or the highway. No, no, you, it's, things have changed. Right. The mayor now has some leverage to get things done. It's up to you to stop producing or you will not get your next two-year term. And uh, that I think that's where we're at. Uh, I, I, I think that um, it, it was bold. They just mentioned the $50,000 raises. It was bold. But I think in the back of their head is they're saying, again, we're going to go back to a two-year mayorship, and we're going to have a lot more power back there. It ain't going to happen. Right. Mr. Mitchell, I think, is going to get another four years. I, I suspect you're right. We haven't seen anybody even, even dip their toe in the water. I also believe that the council at large represents five seats. And that's more Rad and Burgos in on that. So if they pull some shenanigans, whatever, they're at large councilors. And this cost is six board councilors. Now we've got all of them replaced and done. But the, the thing is, is that um, does it divide that way? Is it lockstep now? Is, uh, is this next cycle of four years, is it going to be lockstep to um, uh, where the uh, the award councilors get together and just vote six, 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 six all the time? Or, or is it more than that, seeing how they're meeting uh, outside of the uh, the chambers? Right. So I just put that out there. I, I thought it was interesting. I, I think that, of course, if the mayor does win, he'll be a 16-year mayor. And I think that um, it, there's these eight years of the four-year terms, the two four-year terms are going to produce and grow the city. I think a two-year mayor is just a lot of, a lot of uh, gridlock, and the councilors love it that way. 
No, I, I, I agree with you, caller. I think, I think you make a, a point. And look, I, I like to point out that I was originally opposed to the four-year mayor's term. Yeah. My, my, my reason being is that, and, and, and we'll still wait to see. I think John Mitchell does a great job, and I think the city's lucky to have him. I um, think, I think we're very fortunate to have him. But, uh, but, we, but we could have a bad mayor for four years. I, I think he loves the city and the people of the city, not the politics of the city. <laughs> and I think he got a good man there. He gets a lot of um, interesting comments from the council, so they're obviously got him under a microscope in, in his first four-year term. Thank you. Thanks for the Thanks call. Thanks for the appreciate call. It. We appreciate it. Uh, the, you know, look, and I'm surprised um, that these ballot initiatives all got on there, except Marcus. And the caller brings up a good point about the next term, four-year mayor, whether whether John Mitchell gets reelected. Yeah. Was this all a setup? Council Burgo let some of it out of the bag when he says he wants to increase voter turnout. Was Linda Morad thinking solely about increasing voter turnout so that if she runs for mayor she'll get a larger turnout and and have direct issues on the ballot to raise against the mayor to say I'm for lowering your rents Mm -hmm. I'm for lowering your taxes I'm for a two years mayor John Mitchell's done all these things wrong is that what she's ultimately getting to to try to make a more stimulating election maybe maybe the other thing I would say to folks is that if I if I was you and I lived in the city of New Bedford and I was interested in politics, I would say this is your year. There's a lot happened on the council to run against. There's a lot to run against. There is going to be more of a turnout this year because there is a mayor's race, even if there's not much of a mayor's race. This will be your higher turnout. Right. You have a lot of things to run on. Talk about the pay raises, whether or not you're for rental rent control or not for it, or even if you think that this is a sham process, that that because of the way it was done, there is no hope for rent control. That you support rent control, but you recognize it's a sham process. That it, that it has no grassroots support because it was never given the opportunity to get grassroots support, and that that was part of Linda's plan to begin with. She's not really for this. So if you want to run for office, I'm telling you right now, now is the time to start thinking about it. More than think about it. Take some action. Or we'll have four more years or two more years of the same old, same old. Mm. Now is the time to start thinking about it. Well, it's it's just it's going to be frustrating, I think, for a lot of people, you know, to, to, to see all this stuff uh, like – there's just some, frankly, pretty indefensible votes that have been taken. Marcus, New Bedford is the center of the region. Yeah. It's one of the biggest cities in Massachusetts. Yeah. So those of us who live on the periphery of the city cannot sit by and just watch a city government implode. Yeah. I mean... Through neglect, malfeasance, personality conflicts, the city has no real governing legislative body right now. Yeah. And as Jack Spillane points out in his column at the New Bedford Light, newbedfordlight.org, the only one who's not part of the crowd is the newest elected 
you know, Consula Oliver. And I hope for his sake he stays independent. I hope so, too. I mean, it, you know, I, I think that... It, you don't want them all to be friends. It, well, that's the whole thing is that they're not... They're not... Not hurt each other's feelings. They're not there for, for friendship. The, they're there the, for 25 grand and, a, and friends. It's amazing, Mark. Yeah, the thing is, it's it's fine. And I guess it's it's not, like, disallowed, but this this kinship is moving it towards... It should be discouraged. Yeah, it should be discouraged because you're independent legislative body that needs to take stands against each other on important issues um that you have conflicting interests yeah and it can't be this you can't have a hive mind mentality a hive like you're all bees working Uh, together (laughs) yes a hive mind mentality means every yeah exactly everybody's doing the same thing basically you you cannot look there are things that ward one needs and, and and look I like Brad Markey. That's all, that's how you can tell I'm going to say something terrible. I like Brad Markey. He's a nice man. But if you go back and watch the, de, the what they call a debate now in New Bedford City Council about the CPA, Linda Morad gets up and talks about all the calls she's gotten from people about the tax bill. Brad Markey stands up and says, I just looked at my tax bill and... I think it was about $30, he says. My CPA Mm -hmm. was about $30, he says. Linda Morad says to him, I think you need to look again at your tax bill. In other words, tells him he's either wrong or he's lying. Either way, terrible. And then laughs at him. Yeah. And he sits down. Now, maybe that was the better part of an Irishman, to not let his Irish show. But I got to tell you something. If someone told me that I don't know what my own tax bill is and then laughed at me, on a television camera to make their point, I would have been furious. Yeah. I certainly would have held it against her. But for Brad Markey, I guess that's not enough. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Good evening. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. What nicknames does he have for me? (laughs) Right. Right. Just a Mr. America. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you guys doing? Not bad, how are you? I already asked you that, go ahead. I'm still good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to, the way I'm seeing this situation unfolding is, I feel like Ian Abra was was doing a better job leading the council. I agree with you. And Mm -hmm. dealing with, you know, the issues in, in a more, you know, Normal. There you go. Professional way. And I feel like he he was kind of trying to do the right thing. He did. I know always agree with you know everything. Oh, can you? But I feel like he had respect for the fact that he was the president. And I feel like it's only been how long since since (laughs) Morad got back in that position? Two months. Yeah, January. Two months. Yeah. Okay. So look what. And I feel like in that short amount of time. Things are going off the rails, and I think yeah. she's enjoying this. I agree I with, really agree with you. And and I'm saying to myself, you got some new counselors, you've got some longtime counselors, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people on the council don't seem to be able to deal with the way the mayor conducts business. Mm-hmm. A lot of them say, you know, it's his way or the highway, and so you've got kind of a, a lot of dissension going on. And I think she's playing playing into all of this. And to me, you, you, 
I'm I'm feeling like we're in a situation where there's a lot of low information voters, mm-hmm. even the ones that turn up, and I think that she may be just trying to, you know, pull a trump card on this situation with the rent. But I also think there are so many people that feel the economy is so uncertain. Correct. And they're feeling the pinch desperately. Yes. That I'm not unsure that this thing couldn't pass. Well, I, but, I know it's just, you know, non-binding right, referendum. Right. But I'm saying she may have gotten, they all may have gotten the ball rolling. And I don't feel like, you know, the voters are looking under the layers of what the long-term implications are. Correct. But these guys are playing with fire. And I'm like saying, what has happened? You know, what has happened? I wish, I, I know Ian decided, hey, you know, I need to do other things in my life. But do you blame him? We are in a mess. Do you blame him? Well, you not, know what I mean? Not I mean, the, at you know, all. No, but no, at the look. same time, we need somebody at the helm who's trying to right the ship. I feel like it's it's really, um, you know, I, I feel like it could go from bad to worse. And if they can't get along with the mayor, which I don't agree with a lot of stuff he does either, but I'm saying... What are we going to do with another four years of things just disintegrating? You know, um, you don't have to get along with them. You don't even have to like them, but you have to, to work, work with together. them. You got to work together. We've all had people we don't particularly like at work, but we work together. I mean, you, you, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. You know, they might not like his policies. They might not like his vision for the city. But I'm saying, but present, I don't they see don't present their own. The thing is, did they? They have. The power of the legislative body is the power to conduct hearings, to lay out issues, to build public they support. They don't they do go any out of for it. Dinner. Right? No, you're <laughs> yeah. right. You know, you, you know, it's a very good point, Carla. That they're not concentrating on the job. They like being council members. They like being seen in the public. I think that was how, how someone described it to me. They like being out and about. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Right? They like being seen. They yeah. like being seen. They like being fawned over at the restaurants. Now, oh, there's all the counselors here. And look, I agree that it's nice for them to visit local restaurants. I think that's a very positive thing. But they're not doing the work. And so for Shane Burgo to say it's the mayor's way or the highway, yeah, but the mayor does his work. If Shane but, wanted but to I have it his way, he could have had hearings. In. Right. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Shane Burgo to comment. So here I go. I'm going to comment okay. anyway. Right. I don't know a lot. I'm going to preface it with that. But I've seen a few actions out of him that I don't like. I don't like the, hey, there's not a quorum here. Let's all just hit the road. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is, let's do it without other members. You know, like, I, I, he's new. I think he should be following all the rules until he knows the rules well right. and, and, and making things work. You know, not go in there and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this show my way. No. And to not, not look, he's the chairman of the housing committee, and to not hold hearings for nine months. And then again, you know, and Marcus, Marcus agrees with him to some degree that he was a new counselor and, and get his feet wet. Look, but after, but what's the excuse for this year? Because now that he's the chairman again this year under Linda, he hasn't held any hearings again. We're already into March. But that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, if you're the new council, well, put your head down, learn some things, and stop acting like you're going to stomp out if people aren't doing things the way you want. Like, I'm not enjoying his behavior at all. Look, I, he's a very nice guy, and so I don't get why, what he's doing. And I, I think that... He might not be smart. You know what I mean? Maybe he's a nice guy. Doesn't right. mean he knows what he's doing. Thanks for the Two call. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Got some other calls on the line. Okay. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, hey how's friend. it going? Nice hearing, hearing you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you this question. Sure. 
Uh, is Scott Lima leaving have anything to do anything to do with this disruption of the council? He didn't say that publicly, but it's you know because I've watched him on TV and he's he's done a, you know an admirable job. I would agree. Five. He's uh, one of the people that voted job. against that CPA question. Right. He's yeah, a good guy. A respectable job. And, uh, well, Smart guy, too. Yeah, I, I'd just like to know, uh, you know, if he could, uh, why are you leaving? You know, is it a personal thing which you don't want to discuss? That's fine. But, you know, uh, he's my counselor. I'm, I'm a Ward 5 person. And uh, it's sad to see somebody go that seems to have uh, some common sense and some dignity. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just sad. I, I agree I, with you, I, and, and he's really gotten, an, you know, the experience that you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He asked, you, know, this time you, you need experienced counselors in there. And he, look, he asked the questions that are important about the the items that are not necessarily political, that aren't that aren't even going to make it in the paper or the or the or the, uh, the radio the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I watched the council meetings. He asked important questions yeah. about construction projects, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. The the other thing is, sure. let me ask you this question. You guys probably know where is the mayor? Is he sick? No, because I haven't heard of him like for about three weeks. He's at a conference. He's yeah, at he, another conference. I think a vacation and then a conference. He's been on many conferences. He's been on conference for the past three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, I thought he was. Sick he of it. he was usually he's on top of things and he's commenting and how he feels. And uh, again, we really don't know how the mayor feels uh, personally. Cause well, I can tell you, I've been in been communication around. with him. I think other people here at the station have been in communication with him. Mm-hmm. Um, is he in town or he's out of town? He's been out of town. I think he's being back and forth. I think he's yeah. I think he's in town now. I think he's back in town tomorrow. And um, I can tell you, he's definitely paying attention to what's going on. Mm. Oh, you know, I'd like like to hear him personally uh, comment on this. The other thing, uh, Marcus, there was a gentleman on the. I other think he's going to come roaring back. Oh, yeah. I, I'm and sure give you he, plenty he, of comments. He's never at a loss for words. No, no, that believe way. me. Okay. Now, the next thing, there was a gentleman that was on the other night, right after I spoke uh, with you, Marcus, and he said he was a builder, I guess, and he mentioned how difficult it was in this city to get building projects going. Yes. Uh, do you think that plays any any you know problem in why we don't have housing and stuff? So much so that... You, you, you know, a former city councilor is worried about finding housing. Gilly Safiotis has to go to Fall River to find housing. Uh, Big Al, uh, where is Big Al, by the way? Has he been, you know... I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. I, I hope he's been taken care of. So, again, uh, that, that was a very interesting comment about the gentleman who went to City Hall, and he said, when you try to do business and do something, and he pointed out that Fall River is much better. Now, that's on somebody's watch, whether it be the city council. Well, well he, he talked about all the housing the that's actually being developed in Fall River. What right? was that? Yeah. He yeah, talked about all the housing yes, that's actually yes, being developed yes. in Fall River. Yeah. So, again, uh, who's minding the wheel here? The, the, the wheel of the good ship uh, New Bedford is just spinning around like Gilligan's Island, that sort of stuff. You know, I, I would hope that they would have some plan, either the city council or the mayor, as to what to do about the housing that we don't have, even for a good former uh, city councilman like uh, Tom Kennedy. So um, I have heard that from other people, but I will also point to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the mayor announcing is 140 units of housing being constructed, multiple different projects around the city. Where? Um, I actually, the old holy name is one of yeah, the, the one of the sites. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember. But, but there's but, a union. Uh, there's there's a Union Street, the old holy name. Uh, there's a few others. Um, I can't think yeah. of well, off my head. Well, again, the thing that got me about the gentleman who was talking, he seemed to bring up some good points. He was very sincere. And he, the thing that he pointed out was the difficulty 
doing business in the city of New Bedford. You know, the difficult when you go to City Hall, you know, and uh, the, the red tape you have to go through. He mentioned it was like a 25-page application or something. You know, call it, if we had a functioning housing committee, that would be a great place well, to call in the developer, whoever. right, I, I to get that so, on the record. I just hope somebody grabs the wheel on this because, you know, we do have a problem yes. here with, with the housing. Again, when a former city councilor is worried about, you know, where he's going to live and, you know, Big Al had that unfortunate thing where somebody went and cut the pipes in his house and stuff. So now he, he's got to get out of there. And, you know, uh, Gilly Safiotis, too, who cares about the city, whether you agree with him or disagree with him, and his right. thinking and his approach. Uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I think we go, you know, when somebody can put the Fall River and say Fall River is outdoing us, gee, I always, from, especially being from New Bedford, I always thought New Bedford was better. But I got a solution right. to the uh, to the housing problem. What's I that? know you guys like to watch The Godfather. Yes. Uh, you know the scene where the uh, Godfather's wife comes to see him in The Godfather 2 and says she's crying because there's this poor lady does, bruh, the guy's going up on the rent on him and, and, he wants, and she wants to keep the dog, yeah. Yeah, she, oh, she, yeah, she wants to keep the dog and, and then the guy goes and he says to, to the Godfather, oh, you out of here, bust me around and this and they say, hey, I don't want to argue with you. <laughs> I don't want to argue with you. You ask anybody ask your about friends. me. About, yeah, ask your friends about <laughs> me. Okay, and he gives him some money. Then the guy comes back and he says, I'm going to reduce the rent five dollars. <laughs> and he goes, do it, do it dollars. And he goes, hey, <laughs> the rent Stays the same. Well, maybe we ought to get the Godfather to come in and solve the housing problem. <laughs> Bring up Providence. Yeah. All right, fellas, Thank I'll you, let you friend. go. I put in my two cents for the night, and uh, you know, uh, keep up, keep watching. And uh, again, uh, if you get, if you got an into the mayor, I'd, I'd like to hear him make some comments on this, even, even if he calls into the show. I think we'll we'll, we'll have the mayor in pretty soon. <laughs> Even if he calls in, he doesn't have to show up down there. No, right? no, he, we want him to come in. He always does a nice job. He comes in. Okay, one other thing I should mention. Okay. I, I, I ran this by the, this morning. I was listening. I heard Tim's you. show. Yeah, uh, in Fairhaven, okay, the Sconaconnect Road. Okay? I know it well. There was a gentleman that called after me and said there's stop signs on Sconaconnect Road. There is not. I heard yeah. that. I think he means as you enter into Sconaconnect. Well, maybe he means from the door from the side streets. From what style? From the side streets. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that's what he means. Uh, okay, yeah. Again, uh, you know, over the years, there's been a number of people that have been hit there. The lady, elderly lady passed away there. I watched Channel 10, and they had a, uh, a story on it where there was a, a, a lady that lost her daughter uh, years ago, and she had a picture of her daughter there because she yes. was hit by a car. Gee, it seems it would be an easy, you know, solution, uh, you know, to put some signs there if you could now. Tim claim you got to go see the state or something, but I, I I don't know. Well, maybe one of those signs uh, uh, that that uh, you know that you put up there, but, uh, not permanently, and they say speed limit thirty. Why did your car not have a horn? What's that again? Did your car not have a horn? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you put the pedal I, I down Skana and beat the horn. I know Scona Connect, and I know in the past Scona Connect was very rural, but now it is getting developed more. And if you can save somebody's life by a small act. Even putting a police car there. I know when I see a police car, I put my foot on the brake because uh, who knows? And then sometimes there's nobody in the car. But something to stop that from happening. Uh, it, it's yeah, Again, uh, Scarlet Connect, when I was a kid, you go down here, it was like you're in the country. But it is developing very much. Yes. And, and I saw the Channel 10 News thing, and there were elderly people that they were interviewing with their doors slightly open. And, uh, you know, they were mentioning, you know, that people speed up and down. I know near Wood School that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, the school, especially when the school is open, there's people there. But, gee, if you can stop some people from getting killed there, uh, it would be a good thing, I think, I, with little effort, you know. Uh, uh, look, as a, as a long-time 
resident of Scottick at Neck Road in the summers. Yes, I, um, you know I, I appreciate that. <clears throat> um, but there, there is no stop signs the length of the road. There, uh-huh. there, when you come in off the side streets, there are, yeah. certainly from, from West Island. Yeah. But I do think the Fairhaven police does a, do a nice job up around the Woods School. And yes, they're always on the Neck Road. I heard the caller say that, and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. There's always police on the Neck Road because... Always. Uh, but, but, but when not, I was younger, I'd often have a foreign load or, or a foreign passenger with me, and I I would make sure I was keeping my foot off the accelerator. Yeah, but it's, uh, to me, again, I saw that uh, lady there who had lost the daughter. Who was she? Looked like the daughter of short picture. Looked like she was just out of high school. Or maybe I believe she college. was. Yeah, it's very and uh, you know, a, a small intervention could save a life. You know, uh, that's all I'm saying. You know, no, I, I think you, I think you mean well, and uh, and I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for you might okay, save guys, my life. Thanks, yep. my man. All right, we see some calls in line. We're going to take a break. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, like a date with my wife or going out together with my family and friends, things that we couldn't afford. Thanks to Vectix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, motorsports, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can help. We can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories. Find out how by visiting www.vettix.org. That's www.vettix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Veterans and their families are popular targets for financial fraud. Scammers may try to defraud you through misleading commercials, emails, texts, cold calls, or online ads. They may even pose as someone from VA or an organization providing discounts on fees for services. But VA will never charge you for processing a claim. Do not provide your personal information to anyone other than a VA-accredited representative. To find a representative near you, visit va.gov forward slash find dash Pollution from trucks is a public health crisis. Diesel burning trucks belch dangerous levels of pollution. And communities living near ports and along freight corridors breathe especially high levels of this dirty air. But this crisis has a solution. My name is Sasan Sadat and I work for Earth Justice. I'm working to clean up our air quality, particularly for communities that bear the burden of diesel pollution. For the sake of our lungs, our health, and our climate, the future of trucking in this country has got to be zero emissions. Until then, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. Hello, I'm Jose Hernandez, and I have been using a wheelchair since my accident in 1995. My name is Andrea Dalzell, and I've been using a wheelchair since I was five years old. I guess if I had one message for the general public, it would be that I appreciate your help. But please, ask first. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that I've actually got everything under control. I think people get nervous. They don't know how to act, so they pretend I'm not there. What probably bothers me the most is when waiters talk to my companion and not directly to me. 
I think everyone with a disability can relate to that parking spot problem. We know you're just parking that disabled spot for a second, but please don't. We're, We're just, just looking, looking for the, the same, same respect, respect and, consideration and consideration as everyone else. United Spinal Association is dedicated to enhancing the quality of life of people living with spinal cord injuries and disorders. Download our disability etiquette booklet at unitedspinal.org. WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, just, just real quickly, point of information, Big Al is now in uh, a assisted living facility on Walnut Street. Great. Yeah, and I use that word, point of information, on purpose. That's parliamentary language. I have yet to see any of the city councilors outmaneuver on the council floor another city councilor. I agree with you. I agree with you. There's none of that exchange anymore. Uh, I mean, I I got out of college in 1980. I got elected that year. And certainly, uh, I was educated. But when I get into that council, I was dealing with folks like Lawson Paul Brooker, George Rogers, John Pat Callahan, people, people that, that made that, that, that chamber honorable in terms of discussion. And you could go hardcore at each other. And at the end of the meeting, everything was okay. You let it roll off your back. It doesn't seem to be happening with this council. There's resentments and grudges and, and it just destroys uh, the honorableness and the of reputation that. of the city. It's it's yeah, it's, it's resentment and grudges. Water. It's it's two it's two extremes. Resentment yeah. and grudges, or everybody working in lockstep, right? Yes, because and, and they're you, afraid of each other or being oscillate being isolated. It's very strange, or Marcus. Or they're like pissed off at the mayor, right? You know, yeah, the, 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 all that portion of the anger at the mayor. You know, you can have a, a policy. Uh, opposition to oh, them. It's and designed that way, really. But you, you bring it to the council floor and you discuss it. Right. That's what they're for. And you, 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 all you get back is rhetoric and, and, and little one-liners, you know. Uh, and, and that's a little bit bothersome. Um, as far as new councilors, you know, as I was saying, I was assigned the selfish committee when I first got in there. We turned that in to a closed body of water, which was under the jurisdiction of the state, to a $3 million industry. I spent three quarters of my time during the day because I didn't have to go to work till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Three quarters of my time working on that, rewriting regulations, doing the work that was necessary. Was so fortunate to get Brad Burke, the shellfish warden, who did the work of about five people. Honestly, he was unbelievable. But over a period of time, that industry on the coast side turned into a $3 million industry. And guess what? In modern-day council, they eliminated the committee. That, that that was a standing committee since the 1950s. That one ticks me off. When you look at the streets committee, do they have jurisdiction over the streets anymore? I think they gave that up, too. And you wonder why, you know, when they dig the ground with, with, with uh, Eversource, know who goes back for the oversight if you had jurisdiction over the streets you'd go back and that would be brought up into the council you know so the 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 legislative body and the power that they have they seem to have absconded from that in exchange for something else and 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 that's sad because it's teetering 
the word honorable is teetering there a bit right now, and that's really unfortunate. Look, I appreciate you, um, counselor, uh, former counselor, talking about the work that can be done by a, by a, by a fully functioning council, by, by individual counselors who care about their job, who take an interest in it. That you, the power of the committee is everything. The right. fact that you can build the record, build public support, take evidence, come forward with legislation that has some standing in reality, not right. just and, and not what I have referred to, and I, I'm yet to be proven wrong, a cruel hoax on the honest people who are trying to pay their rent in the city of New Bedford. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, even that business guy that came in. There, there would be in my day. There'd be somebody jumping all over that to reduce those barriers, so that the next time the person came in, instead of a twenty-five page, maybe he'd have a two-page. Yeah, developer, right? To build you know, stuff like that, you know, incredible. It, it, it is. It's incredible. You know, <clears throat> to think about it, we we know when the when Boston changed hands from Mayor Menino to Mayor Walsh. Um, the first thing Mayor Walsh said is we're going to build, okay? Because Menino did not like building, did not like high buildings. He didn't, and I and I understand his point. He didn't like. He thought shadows. He didn't like shadows. Well, yeah, but I mean shadows yeah, yeah, yeah. when there's no sunlight in a city. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is a problem. Yeah, um, he could have been more, a little bit more artful about that. But that was Menino. That yeah, was Menino, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that Walsh came in and said we're going to build, mm-hmm. right? And the only way we knew that they were holding up building was once Menino left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that if, now, again, to counter the point that the, that, that unknown developer on the phone made about having a hard time building, we do see there's all kinds of building happening now yeah. with, under, under Mayor Mitchell, um, about 140 units of housing just right away. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what time tells, but <clears throat> if it is that hard to do business in the city or not, we'll see. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, thank God for Big Al, he's got a place. Talked to him today. He didn't like it because it was cold in there. But hey, <laughs> he's got a roof over his head. He's got people taking. It's colder outside. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. All right, thanks. Thanks. We're gonna go take a break. Welcome back. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, you're on Good evening, John. Hey, what's yeah. going on? Hey, listen. How much? Just try to stay out of that cold wind that's out there tonight. It's yeah. no good. It's no good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear. Uh, a big owl is uh, safe and sound over there on Wallace Street. That's good news. It is good news, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What I'd like to know is uh, who won the arm wrestling championship of New Bedford? Was it him or the other guy? It was always Big Al. Big Al is the champion. Big Al. You ever seen the, the mitts on that guy? I've seen him. I've seen him around. Yeah. Uh, I used to see him walking around the uh, the South End. Yep. Uh, before that, as what I was actually calling, I'm, I'm hoping to see him again. Is that he used to have like a motorcycle? I think it was like a Enduro or a 175cc bike or something like that. And he I had a motorcycle. Him, yeah. Yeah, I'd see him whip it up and down Brock Avenue on that thing. No right. sidecar though. Don't What's ever that? think he had a sidecar. Ken Pippen nope. used to give him a hard time telling me he had a sidecar, but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see him riding that bike again. I think you will. I think you will. I hope you will. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Yeah, bye.
Hey, by the way, I got an article uh, now that just came up on WBSM.com. You can check out. It's about the great work the Boys and Girl, Girls Club's doing in New Bedford and the work that they have done really for 130 years. So you can check it out. They're actually looking for more funding for some other projects. You know, one of the areas of CPA. Well, they've received CPA funding and they're probably be looking for more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they'd probably be looking for more unless Linda Morad gets what she wants. Um, sad but true. It is sad. She wants to pull away funding from the Boys and Girls Club in New Bedford that has that has 500 school-age kids per day. Right. And she wants to take away a, a funding source from them. It's really sad. It's really pathetic. Um, and it's and it's. I know it's laborious to 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 go over, but it's just so important that we had to cover it. But tomorrow we have Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll. It's going to be a very interesting show. Um, I think the Lieutenant Governor is um, extraordinarily qualified for the job. Um, I was super impressed with her when she came in really studio is. with us. Yeah, really impressive person. So uh, she'll be on with us tomorrow talking about housing and what the administration is doing at the state level mm-hmm. on housing issues. Um, and uh, on on Friday, uh, Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro is going to be joining us. Always um, interesting guest. Very always an interesting guest. And so um, he'll be joining us to talk about some of his efforts to get funding for uh, Ash Street. And Marcus, if anyone's missed any of the shows this week, they're all available as podcasts. Our podcast download, you know, our, our podcast downloads are through the roof. It's a hot commodity. You can go to Apple, Spotify, go to WBSM.com. You can use the WBSM app. Anywhere where podcasts are offered, you can find South Coast Tonight and you can listen to every single hour of this program, which is like 400 hours. Can you believe it? Um, <clears throat> no, that's very interesting. 400 hours. That's how many we got already? think so let me just check actually i can i can tell you in a second that's uh <laughs> that's wild so it's, the we have a variety of topics on there a variety sometimes stuff worth going back and listening to because um we try to build on topics mm-hmm. um if we, if we develop a story we, we would like to continue you know yeah, four, developing 495 episodes fantastic so it means that's 495 no that is the the episodes oh, of the hours. Right. Episodes of each hour, yeah. Yeah, so we have ours some some radio some some radio stations elsewhere that you definitely don't listen to and never should. Um have all their podcast like shows all together. Like if it's a four hour show it'll be all together. It'll just be like this one big four hour block. What a mess. And uh but us what we do is we have it segmented. Each hour is available and we have a description so you it's can, like a paragraph. Yeah. It's like, yes, exactly. And so, um, yeah, so you can access our 495, uh, soon to be 496 paragraphs. Paragraphs. Uh, paragraphs. It's like reading Atlas Shrug. It, it's, how many, uh, that's a, that's a, a fairly big book. It is, but we're going to continue writing, so our yes. paragraphs. Yeah, our, our story will continue. The story continues. Um. So we we have that, and we have a um, big lineup tomorrow as well. You have um, the sheriff filling in for Phil Palouris. Yeah. Then you have Tim Weisberg. Mm-hmm. And you have, of course, Barry Richard. Yeah. And Howie Carr. And then, and then us. And, again, looking forward to talking with um, the lieutenant governor uh, tomorrow. Uh, and uh, hearing what the administration is doing on the housing, on, on the housing level, uh, on the housing level. Because much of this really needs to be tackled as a state problem. Oh, of course. And your big changes in laws, regulations, and funding is going to come from the state. One of the things is they talked uh, that uh, I know that they, that she's going to want to talk about is uh, expansion of HDIP. 
um, which is the uh, housing fund available for gateway cities, uh, you know, uh, developers and gateway cities to build more um, to build more housing. So we'll talk about the expansion of H dip and a few other things. And and look again, folks. I know we're talking about rent a lot here in New Bedford, but as as Representative Markey has said, look, the key to it is home ownership. Doesn't work for everyone, no. and that's okay. But it works maybe for you more than you realize. Yeah. And there are a lot of resources out there. And I have a feeling that the Healy Driscoll administration is going to is going to expand mm. the first time homebuyer programs and things of that nature, because really locking in the wealth of a of a home ownership is, is changes you and your family's entire destiny. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow again. And we will be back Friday. We've got uh, Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll tomorrow. And we've got Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro on Friday. So you'll definitely want to tune into those episodes. A lot of good stuff happening. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in, calling in, app chatting, or just listening.